host, Jadine. I'm so excited to have you here. If you haven't yet, I implore you to become an official member of the Uncut family. You may do so by subscribing to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, and Apple Podcasts. I also implore you to follow this podcast page on Instagram at Uncut with Jadine podcast there you'll get any updates or the weekly updates rather you may also send your views reviews constructive criticism topics or co-hosts that you'd like to hear from etc you can even tell me your favorite co-host in the past and who you'd like to hear again i am open to all your ideas and i'm always excited to hear from you right as you would have seen uh, in the title of this week's, this week's episode, sorry, we'll be dealing with depression and suicide, the face behind the mask. What you don't know, however, is that this week's episode is the first in a three-week saga dedicated to or rather surrounding depression and suicide. I feel like persons don't really speak about it enough or we aren't open about the struggles that we face. So this week's episode, The Face Behind the Mask, will just be giving a broad overview and also um, personal experience with the topic because as I would have hinted in other episodes, I really do suffer from depression. Suicide, not so much, but depression. Yes. All right. Um, next week, we'll be de- doing fighting demons, depression and suicide fighting demons. And that will just be a broad overview of the do's and the don'ts. Um, advice on overcoming depression and how to deal with persons dealing with depression, etc. And the last episode in this three-week saga will be Take Me to Church, Depression, Suicide, and the Church. I am really nervous about sharing with you on these topics. And I'm also excited to be naked, completely naked um, with you. However, I must give the, the disclaimer that I'm not a professional. I did not go to school for this the views and opinions that you'll hear in the next few weeks are based solely on research on two and ex and two experience sorry so this is basically personal experience and research that i would have done from other scholarly articles and um other persons who are professionals in the field right uh so yeah we'll get into it this topic has always been something that i ran from for the very reason of i just i thought of myself as above depression sounds weird right yes but i thought of myself as above depression i thought only weak persons this is my ignorance speaking um there was a time in my life when i thought that only weak persons experienced depression and i also thought that it was just you know, just something that persons used as an excuse, etc. Basically, I thought everything bad about it. That I was less emotionally intelligent in the, those times, right? So when I started experiencing depression for myself, it just came as, you know, like, no, I can't. I will not experience this, right? <laughs> so that was that was that was my first um, approach and. A lot of it, a lot of my days experiencing depression were encapsulated by the denial, which made it even harder to navigate through the process or navigate through the seasons, right? 
However, before I jump right into that and air my dirty laundry in public, I'm just going to give you an overview of the types of depression and hopefully from giving you an overview when I start explaining deeper about what I experienced as a person, then you, you know, will be able to come along and be with me and not be lost. <laughs> right. So I have here written down on a piece of paper, you know, just the little titles of the types of depression. And here I have major depression or clinical depression and the the sorry the symptoms of this right you have loss of interest or pleasure in your day-to-day -day activities weight loss or weight gain insomnia or hypersomnia and hypersomnia well that's self-explanatory insomnia means you're getting too little sleep and hypersomnia means you're sleeping too much um feeling restless or agitated sluggish or slowed down physically or mentally worthlessness or guiltiness trouble concentrating or making decisions and suicidal intentions under this you also have anxious distress which is always tense or restless you have melancholy which is sad and you lose interest or agitated which is uneasy most of the times or you speak a lot um uncontrollably by the way you move for no reason you act impulsively etc you have persistent depressive disorder which is chronic major depression and this persists for over two years you have a change in appetite you're not eating enough or you're overeating um it can be both by the way sometimes both rather <laughs> sorry sometimes you may be overeating other times you're not eating any at all you have hyper insomnia or insomnia hypersomnia sorry um lack of energy low self-esteem trouble concentrating or making decisions feeling hopeless etc then you have bipolar disorder or manic depression and this this type of disorder you have mood episodes that range from extremes of high with an up and i'm putting up in quotations <laughs> mood to low depressive moods right you have seasonal affective disorder sad and this is with seasons you know in the winter or autumn your moods may be done as opposed to spring and summer right you have psychotic depression which are you have all the what's that all the symptoms of major depression plus psychotic symptoms such as hallucinations delusions paranoia etc peripartum or postpartum depression and this is usually in women who um who've had kids you know yes and this is after childbirth however one in ten men do experience peripartum or postpartum depression you have premenstrual dysphoric disorder pmdd and those are mood swings you know the, the symptoms of these are mood swings anxiety fatigue feelings of being overwhelmed irritability trouble concentrating changing appetite etc and last one i have here is situational depression or stress response syndrome this isn't a technical term in psychiatry but it happens when you have major events you know major difficult events such as loss of job death divorce you know well basically loss changing environment etc so these are the, the ones that i have um had some level of experience with over the years and that i have always you know just 
research and try to navigate through okay so as i said as i would have said earlier i am airing my dirty laundry in public which is really not my greatest suit right um but as a person as a person i was i was diagnosed with depression in early 2019 2019 yes um i was experiencing the symptoms from what would have been late 2018 or mid 2018 about it was about july of 2018 and i never took it seriously as i said i was going through and i was acting out with other persons around me etc but i never accepted that i was experiencing depression however i was clinically i was i was clinically diagnosed with depression in 2019 and i am what you call a high functioning depressive well i don't like to use the term i am because it kind of you know it kind of says that it is who i am as a person it's a state of being however i like to use the fact that i'm experiencing depression meaning that it is now but it isn't forever and i have the power to change right to change the situation however a high functioning depressive let me just give you that real quick a high functioning depression this depressive um high functioning depression rather you suffer from depression while appearing perfectly functional on the surface surface you may appear to be accomplished but beneath that normal day-to-day activities leave you exhausted um high functioning depression goes hand in hand with p d d <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know why i took that long to say that <laughs> and that's persistent depressive disorder um and some of these symptoms may be critical of self you're unable to celebrate wins um finding less joy in the people or activities that brought you joy dwelling on past mistakes more irritable than normal more upset by small mishaps more tired than usual slash or exhausted changes in sleep patterns having trouble falling asleep feel feels it feels difficult to express joy or feel joy you're more reliant or on the use of drugs and alcohol self-doubt feelings of hopelessness and terrible anxiety so it's basically doing the do because you have to do the do but you always want to basically unalive yourself <laughs> right um so for me in 2018 2018 was our fear um i said to somebody the other day that i have lost that i have not persisted in about three years i haven't persisted i haven't allowed myself to feel i have just been going and moving and my fear is that when i stop moving well i have stopped moving because i have somebody who checks me and says listen you need to deal with this stuff because at the end of the day um you know if you don't deal with it then it's going to consume you 
So for me, I have been going and I haven't been moving. Well, I have been going, sorry. I have been moving and I haven't been dealing. Right? Um, in 2018, in 2017, let me start from the beginning. In 2017, I experienced what would have been a life-changing experience in the sense where... <laughs> And this is going to sound strange for a lot of persons, but in a sense where I left what I knew as home, um, what I knew as safe, and I went out into the world, right? For seven years, I have had somebody tell me what to do, how to do it. We have, even, even though I had my own personality and I had who i wanted to be and there was always a side of me who did you know oh i will not do this i'm going to do this if i'm being honest with myself i have never been independent and i'm putting that in quotations because you know for lack of a better word to use so i was accustomed to a certain routine i was accustomed to certain things being done a certain way I was accustomed to being told certain things and that for me was okay and I never I still never used to process stuff because at the end of the day you know you get up you, you know you get up you spread your bed and this was my routine for years get up spread your bed have a bath come back have breakfast go to devotion worship go to school learn come back in the evenings bathe go to study come back you're asleep so there wasn't really much time to process anything outside of that there wasn't much time for being anything outside of that it was a routine and we stuck to that routine and that routine in a way was a haven because it kept us safe it never pushed us to feel well for me let me speak for myself it never pushed me to deal with anything difficult it never pushed me to go above or beyond um anything that wasn't normal for me and so when i came out of that routine and I was plunged into a world that expected so much of you. Um, there was nobody to tell you that this is your routine. There was nothing to dictate that this is how you're going to do it. And it was the highest level of individuality. Even though you weren't really experiencing individuality. And let me explain that. It was the highest level of oh you gotta do this on your own but then the world still had its standards and the world still said this is what you're supposed to do and if you're not doing this then you're not doing it right right and so for me i was plunged out of a routine and placed in a world of unknown and the unknown was scary but at the end of the day the only thing i knew how to do was to do it and so i kept doing it but what i realized is that i i carried i adopted the behavioral patterns that i have had for the last seven years and so there were a lot of things happening around me um emotionally um at home at school with my friends with i had i think i had a boyfriend at the time there were a lot of things happening, but I just refused to, to deal with them. You get me? And so, I, I don't know how to 
to say this more than I had a hippopotamus trying to force into a car a normal demio and so we know that that could not happen it was an impossible task right and in that in that moment um as i said i was experiencing depression from 2018 mid 2018 but i wasn't diagnosed because i was living in denial and i never thought about getting help until 2019 right so i was experiencing from 2018 mid 2018 I never felt like I think I said the wrong thing before, but <laughs> let me just clear that up. I was experiencing from mid 2018, but I never felt the need to get help from 2019. And that's one of the things that you don't do as a person. I understand that depression may come as a surprise to a lot of people. And so we, we have this, you know, you're feeling ashamed. You don't, you don't want to admit that. Listen, I'm not okay. Mentally, I'm disoriented. Emotionally, I am bankrupt and i don't know exactly how to navigate through this and so you know i need help and i saw this post once and he said what is the hardest thing for you to say and it had i need help or i need you um i love you and another one that i'm not remembering quite this moment and i realized that for me out of all of those things was the hardest one was i need help I thought of myself as above help. I thought of myself as above issues that normal persons face on a day-to-day -day basis. And so it was never easy for me to just say, hello, I need help, I'm struggling. And because of this denial, because of this pride, and we would have did, done a, a, an episode on pride, the very first episode that I did was on pride, right? Um, and so because of my pride and because of just feeling ashamed that, that as a person I was experiencing this as a person I now have to be dealing with with what I helped other persons navigate through as a person I needed know the same help that I would have administered to persons who I may have judged subcon subconsciously and it was just not easy for me it was not easy for me to ex to to um to admit that i needed help it was not ex easy for me to admit that i was experiencing depression and so i was trapped encapsulated even by this mental disorientation right and so in these times my grades weren't where i wanted them to be they weren't terrible but they weren't where i wanted to be um at the time i, I think i was experiencing some monetary issues one of my parents was gravely ill. Um, my own health was deteriorating. I I had to sit out a year of school at that time. Um, I aligned myself with the, the most terrible persons ever. <laughs> I'm not even going to hide and say it. Because when I look at it now and the persons who I talk to now, as opposed to the persons who I would have been friends with then, I realized that the alignment was so wrong. It was so terrible. But I felt badly and I felt like the, per the, the normal persons who I was aligned with just weren't cutting it. Um, I felt like I would have been judged, which is odd because I don't really have judgmental friends um, overall. So I reconnected with these persons afterwards, even though I still experienced some effects of depression. But I realized that these persons are better to help me along the way as opposed to the persons that I would have aligned myself with. And so even the other day, I saw one of these persons, they were like, oh my gosh, you dashed me away. And we're like, you know, that was like 
that was a conscious decision it was a very conscious decision to stop speaking to these persons to stop allowing them to drain me to stop allowing them to lead me because i'm not a follower i'm a leader and so i decided that listen mm -mm, this was not working and right, but at the time as i was saying you know I, I had aligned myself with the wrong persons i wasn't going to school i couldn't go to school as a matter of fact um Otherwise, on the fact that sometimes I was actually ill, there were days that I just couldn't get out of my bed. Couldn't explain it. None at all. I couldn't explain it. I didn't know what was happening with me. I was just unable to get up. I was unable to go on. I was unable to go to school. So I wasn't going to school. My relationship with my parents or anyone for that matter was terrible. Except for the persons, of course, who I would have aligned myself with who, you know, they made the terrible days even more terrible. <laughs> um, I, I I think it's safe to say that I was angry with God, right? Um, I wasn't praying. I stopped praying. I stopped reading my Bible. I broke promises that I made to myself. You know, me and God just malice, <laughs> malice <laughs> was straight malice, and I mean the malice was one-sided because we know that God do malice when them thing there, but. It was a valid period of my life. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I was dealing with losses. I was dealing with trauma. I was dealing with hurt. I was dealing with pain. I was dealing with heartbreak. Um, I was dealing with the highest levels of disorientation. And I was encapsulated completely by just, hey, this isn't happening because I'm above this. This can't happen to me, me, Janine Graham. And um, I'm speaking to somebody right now who has too much pride to admit when they're not okay. And I know that you may have heard this a thousand times and it may sound really cliche or it may sound like a repetition or like persons just want to hear your business, etc. It is okay not to be okay. It is okay to experience normal thing life is hard let me just say that life is really hard it is beautiful but it's hard it has a lot of valleys it has mountains of course but it has a lot of valleys it has a lot of tsunamis a lot of earthquakes a lot of hurricanes a lot of tornadoes you know you will go through the phases you will experience them and it is okay if sometimes you just cannot you don't know how to speaking as somebody who has thought herself for a lot of years as too good and i'm putting good in quotations too good to experience certain life um certain life expressions or feelings etc speaking as somebody who didn't allow herself to go through the phases and to heal from all the heartbreak or the hurt or the pain that she experienced that allowed that to encapsulate her to keep her bound and chained and locked away it's okay to feel it it's okay not to be strong it's okay to cry as a matter of fact i'm not really big on crying um Sometimes I make jokes that when I was young, I cried too much, so no, I, do, I just cannot cry. But 
the fact is that sometimes I really do want to cry and I just can't bring myself to tears because I feel like it's just you know it's it's below it's beneath me crying what is crying going to do but it can be as a um it can be a form of just processing and letting out and being free being set free from all the cages of the bad emotions etc right so so I, I wrote the other day that I have three years of unprocessed trauma and grief that I don't even know where to start with in a sense I feel like if I ever stop moving long enough it will definitely consume me right and I, I also remember speaking at a conference once that I said that this grief, this pain, is like a storm. It's standing right in front of you. You are in your vehicle. You need to get to the other side. The only way to the other side is through the storm. But you decide that you're not going to go through the storm. So you just stay there. It's a level of stagnancy that you can never understand. And a lot of persons are like, oh, you know, I'm going through and I'm doing it every day. Hello, I was diagnosed as a high-functioning depressive. I understand the struggles. I get up every day and I talk to people. And I, um, I do what's expected of me. But when the curtains fall and when the lights go out and when it's me alone and there's nobody to talk to, there's nobody to... You know there's nobody to laugh with there's nobody to hide from it's really just me and i need to face my emotions it's one of the hardest things that i will ever do i remember a period in my life where i used to cry myself to sleep son <laughs> when the lights came out and it was just me alone and god really and I decided that I wasn't talking to God because I never want to hear anything from him. Because how dare you let me experience this level of hurt? How dare you let me feel like this? How dare, how dare me, Jadine, feel worthless? Or, you know, like I've lost or hopeless or as if I'm not good enough, etc. And that's another thing. Let me just put a pin in that and just come right here. A lot of the times I felt hopeless, I felt worthless, I felt like I wasn't good enough, I felt like I was dealing with terrible self-esteem and if you know me, you know what me and self-esteem issues was never an issue. If you know me from high school then you know what me and self-esteem issues was not an issue and it took university. <laughs> And it wasn't, and a lot of words that, oh, you know, you had to be humble. That wasn't humbling. That was devastation, and that was emotional suicide. Let me say that. Emotional suicide. And so I, I experienced a level of just feeling worthless, feeling like I wasn't worth it. And these, these emotions, these feelings, these thoughts, they filtered onto everything that I did. You know, stuff that I was so good at. And if you know me, you know, to me, I'm poetry besties, right? Um, speech, eloquence was always my thing. Um, debating was always my thing. Uh, 
you know i was just really good at the writing stuff and i buried myself i i i gave all of these things up because i just felt like you know i wasn't good enough to do them and i realized that i stopped finding competition because if anybody was better than me in something i saw it as a threat and some people say oh that's one bad man it wasn't it really wasn't it was just a period of my life that i couldn't control anything and so i separated myself from everybody that i viewed as better than me and if you know me you know that i always try to find friends who are better than me on something or several things you know persons who will push me to do better as a person because without competition there cannot be progress and manata like competition like unhealthy competition i mean um healthy competition persons who push you to do better you know these persons who say listen okay persons who make you want to learn i separated myself from all of those persons because i felt threatened by them and that's when i realized that i was really not okay mentally but i still couldn't bring myself to a place of you know just revamping revolutionizing and coming back as who i am or better than who i was and i separated myself and i allowed myself to become comfortable with where i was because as i said i would have aligned myself with the wrong persons and know i was the smartest of the group <laughs> i was the most talented of the group and um there was just not any type of growth that's a lie that a lot of us fall into when we start to experience depression because that's what it wants you get me that's how it wants it wants to have you there just going through and just regressing to places and people that you would have never thought yourself as being a part of but i have news for you boo boo <laughs> even in depressive states and i know this is hard because as i said i would have experienced the murderous depths of depression so i know it's hard but even in depressive states you have to challenge yourself and you have to tell yourself that listen i'm going to do the do even if i don't know how to do the do and this is something that i had to really stop making excuses as a person experiencing depression because i realized everything i started to blame depression for and i started to um, blame the lack of progress and become comfortable with the lack of progress and that is completely normal as a person experiencing depression let me just say that but you have to try to alleviate you know these these symptoms these experiences and so i i never felt like doing it but i kept doing it and i guess that's how i became a high functioning depressive because i wasn't always a high functioning depressive um i think the first few months of me experiencing depression i was down i was what you call down bad <laughs> um I, I just couldn't go on you know, I couldn't get out of my bed most days. Um, the only thing I got out of my bed to do was, uh, well, bathe. <laughs> bathe. Um, 
always gets in touch with my hygiene in when i say in touch with my hygiene i really do mean bathe because my room was a mess everything else was a mess except for the fact that i used to get up and bathe i never used to comb my hair um i wore super huge clothing because everything was just reflecting how i felt all right but i want to tell you that you need to get out of the habit of it if it isn't broken don't fix it and this is something that i lived with and when i say if it isn't broken i mean certain things i just refused to do because you know they could go on as well as was uh as it was sorry and i could just move as i said i've been moving i'm daring you right now to stop i dared myself a few weeks ago to stop and i will be completely honest with you and say that it is hard it is so hard because now everything is right in front of me and i have to be finding solutions i have to fi be finding ways to live through them i have to be finding ways to go through and to be me and just to you know just shed all the facades that i've had for years all the walls all the defense mechanisms that i have come up with i know i have to lay them down and decide as a person that i'm going to experience i'm going to feel i'm going to go through i'm going to deal with this because unless i deal with it i'll always be stuck at the place that i was right um this is depression and suicide yes so a lot of days will be triggering for you don't get me wrong and healing is a process that is just me and i'm saying me because there are days that you'll be good and i said this to somebody the other day um he was experiencing some he was experiencing a terrible day and i said healing and depression and suicide they're all in a sense the same the only difference is a decision you get me um some days you'll be doing well and one thing triggers you and you feel terrible for days but the decision comes in when you know you say listen i'm not going to stay here i understand that this may have not been how i expected it to be but i'm not going to stay here i'm going to move from here and i'm going to do it healthily and i'm going to do it for not only the persons around me but i'm going to do it for myself i'm going to decide for myself that i need to be a better person or a better version of myself and so i am going to get up from here it may take days to get up from here but i will get up from here and so as a person, um, my depression got to the point, well, my depression, mm -mm. the depression I was experiencing got to the point where I never wanted to be alive. Um, I have never had a personal meaning, me attempting experience with suicide, but I've always been a person who suffered from a second on suicide. And what that means is that I have always wanted to unalive myself, but I've never been keen on taking my own life for one reason or the next whether it is 
whether or not I admitted <laughs> right, um, validation from my family in certain aspects of my life has always been a big part of me which is very deep within um, it's not it's not for everything so for the most part their actions nor decisions do not affect me nor if have any effect on me but I've always been super scared like mad scared of them being disappointed in me even though I've never been validated by them and it's weird I cannot imagine I can't actually imagine my family members being unable to speak my name because of their disappointment in me taking my own life or anything like that you know um, as a Christian I've also been taught that people who commit suicide go to hell <laughs> and honestly I can't stop up on earth for go to hell afterwards if I get messy um, too many people are looking at me and my image and finally I'm letting down myself so so I've never thought of myself as being suicidal but if I think about it long enough on terrible days, it it starts as sounds like a haven, you know? Um it usually sounds favorable, I'm I'm going to be honest. But I've never as I said, I've never really thought about myself as being a suicidal person but I've just always thought about walking very slowly <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's how I cope with things. But you know, just walking very slowly across the road and probably a truck slapped me or um or somebody breaks in and kills me or I remember one time last year when COVID just came out I have I have a compromised immune system and I used to think of getting COVID and COVID doing the job for me or just something, you get me? <clears throat> um I've always thought about something taking my life and I take it I think about it a lot even obsessively if I'm being honest but I've never thought about actually taking my own life um, I usually talk about Sabrina Aliana which is my friend she slit her wrist in 2019 um, whilst I couldn't be pellucid with anyone at the time I really saw her as a hero or a protestant and I saw her strength in the act of suicide but the fact is those are the lies that we tell ourselves or we sell ourselves rather in order to make sense of a terrible decision or terrible decisions and I am telling somebody that there is something to live for I will not put the weight of living for somebody on you I will not tell you that you need to live because other persons are you know are going to be sad or whatever i will not be selfish enough to tell you that but i will tell you that there is something to live for there is something out there that is greater than the suffering that you're enduring there's something that is greater than the pain you're enduring um a lot of a lot of church folk <laughs> oh my gosh i won't touch on that but i will say that persons who tell persons that oh you know you're not connected to god that's why you're experiencing depression that's really not the truth and we'll speak about it in the third week i don't really want to touch too much on it um a lot of a lot of my suffering also came from the fact that persons around me were constantly telling me that 
you know you don't know god you don't believe in god that's why you're experiencing depression that's why you want something to kill you that's why you want to be not alive you know because life is good and you're blessed and highly favored etc and it never helped with my feelings of worthlessness and my feelings of failure etc and it made me go deeper in the thoughts of just not being alive and all of that i'm saying that listen depression is not as a result of not being connected to god right a lot of persons for me personally i stopped being connected to god i stopped reading my bible i stopped wanting to go to church i stopped praying because i could not understand how as somebody who was connected to christ i could experience these emotions these feelings these disorientations right depression can keep you from connecting with but that's after the fact it's not as a result of right but i will go into that on the third week i won't take up any more of your time um before i leave here though I just want to say entertain yourself these are things that i would have done these are things that i would have gone through um these are things that i'm still doing as a person entertain yourself which is stick to your routines if you used to get up at five go work out or go run or you know talk go talk to your mother or your father or whoever stick to your routines you get me you may not always feel like sticking to them but stick to your routines go outside and get some sun put on the phone Put on the computer, lock off the laptop, lock off the iPad, the tablet, whatever it, it may be. Go outside, get some sun. Um, look at the beauty, look at God's creations, look at the things around you. Find at least five things to be grateful for. Look in the mirror every day and tell yourself at least ten things that you love about yourself. Um, find five things to be grateful for. Journal if you can right journaling really does help um find a confidant you know talk about your episodes talk about your bad days talk about your good days talk about your in-between days talk about things that you know that make you smile things that make you sad things that aggravate you things that annoy you just talk about everything talk 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 about everything find a confidant right and finally get therapy um if if you realize that you cannot do it on your own if you realize that you cannot overcome on your own get therapy for me i have always been secretive about being in therapy um i do get therapy uh, i never used to allow myself i used to say oh therapy doesn't work but that's because i never allowed it to work that's because i never allowed myself to actually go on the journeys that you know needed to be to, to be trod etc so be honest with your therapist and yourself um listen to what you're told um feel free you know i a lot of us find reasons to judge and doubt these professionals but allow yourself to be therapized and finally understand that even on your terrible days even when it seems as if it's impossible even when it seems as if everything around you 
is crazy and nothing matters understand that there is at least one thing to be grateful for always there's at least one thing to live for hang on to that one thing and to never let go until next week this was uncut with judean do have yourself